0: Red Valley is intended for mature audiences and contains scenes some listeners may find distressing. Please go to redvalleypod.com for full content warnings on every episode. Do you want to continue?
1: Do I just sit right here?
2: Yes, please, Warren. <clears throat> um, is there
1: something you'd like me to do?
2: No, no, just uh, getting things there. Okay, can we uh, start the tape? Oh, I've already started the tape. Of course
1: you have. Gordon, is that you? Hi, Warren. Will I actually be able to see you now after this? Like,
2: are they going to let me out? Oh, yeah, I think so. Your quarantine period is up. This is just an important part of the study that
1: we... Yes, yeah, of course. Whatever you need, I'm just
2: really eager for some fresh air. Of course, of course. So, March 14th, 2020. This is just a short memory test. The treatment for your first period of hypersleep resulted in significant disruption of your short-term memory, as you might recall. Or not, (laughs) as the case may be. (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah. Uh, Through adjustments to your treatment for the second period of hypersleep... We hope to have avoided this damage to your memory going forward. Initial observations in the 72 hours since your emergence.
1: Sorry, Dr. Mele. Yes? Sorry, it's just, it is really cold in here. Uh, could I get a blanket or, or something?
2: There's one just behind the chair, actually, Warren. Oh, uh,
1: hi, Dr. Jennings.
2: Please call me Pamela, <laughs> or Pam. Okay, if we could just stay focused. She's on... cold. The aircon is right over his head. Where is it? Oh, oh, right. In the 72 hours since your emergence,
1: oh, the results are... It's, uh, it's really scratchy, like, in a nice way, but, yeah, scratchy. Um, I am allergic to wool. This is, oh, this, this is wool, isn't it? Wait, is
2: that a problem? Do we need to get him out? Then? In the 72 hours since your emergence, the results have been very encouraging. You've displayed recognition, Mm -hmm. recall, Mm -hmm. neuro-ops are all strong, Uh seemingly fully mentis. Mm -hmm. We're just here today to keep an eye on things. Just a few simple questions. Brilliant, thanks. Could you tell me your full name, please? I can. It's
1: Warren William Godby. And your date of birth? That is September the 25th.
2: Can you tell me where you are right now?
1: I'm in your interrogation
2: room. It's actually an interview room. But I meant uh, where in general. It wasn't much of an interview last time he was in there. Excuse me? It wasn't much of an interview. Clive was
3: very mean to Warren, and he threatened to kill me a couple of times. And then Warren broke his nose.
1: <laughs> so
2: sorry about that, but oh, you don't have to be here, actually. No, I'm archiving like Brian, he wanted me to. Well, maybe we need to speak to Dr. Halbeck about the exact nature of... We just want to the... know where you think you are in general, Warren. Pardon? Okay. I'm quite capable of... Conducting the Red interview, Valley
1: but... Seed Vault. Uh, that's it, or just Red Valley, whatever it is that you call it now.
2: And uh, where is that?
1: Scotland, um, quite high up. Sorry, I don't. I don't actually know how far um, off the A nine somewhere. Oh, Ballbag. I'm sorry. We're in the shadow of the mighty Ballbag. That's what you call the the mountain, isn't it? I I don't actually remember what it's really called. The mountain is
2: Bayenbarg. bag Yes,
1: yes, that's it. That that's not because I've got amnesia or anything. I, I just literally forgot that like anyone would.
2: Can you tell me the last thing you remember before commencing this period of hypersleep?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon and I were on a road trip to find Red Valley um, for my work and we found it. Clearly um, then we came downstairs and Clive Schill was there and he was all like, oh, surprise and there was cheesecake or something and then I met both of you and you were all this way, Mr. Godby, and off we went. And then I was in here again, like you were just discussing with the head butting and and my life, that's all made up. And then I went to sleep, uh, your hyper magic sleep. And now I'm back. I continued, that's that's what you want to call it, isn't it? Continue, uh, but with a special K. Was that it? Yes, and how do you feel about that? I mean, it's catchy. I think it would go down quite well. The K's a bit much. I mean, unless you've already decided, in which case, you know, I love it. No, no, no. I mean, how do you feel about your situation? Um. Uh, um, well, fine, more or less. I mean, a bit of a hangover, but that's probably to be expected after three months of being clinically dead, uh, I guess. Nothing a few Barocas wouldn't fix, I'm sure.
2: I meant emotionally, though, Warren. How do you feel? Why are you asking that? uh hello why did you keep your name Warren what the f-
1: my name sorry everything
2: okay in there guys guys your name why did you keep it
1: oh is this still a memory test yes I I don't understand the question. Well,
2: you left your hometown after your mother's death, never to return. Uh-huh. Your father, William Godby, was a sex offender and a domestic abuser. Uh, um, he wanted to start over again. Yet, mm-hmm. you still carried his name. Uh, Warren William Godby, did you not think to change it? Dr.
4: Malay. Everything all right out there? Uh,
1: okay, um, well my father, he already had a criminal record for petty crimes when he met my mum. Uh, When they married, they took her last name for a chance uh, a new start, I suppose. She chose the name Warren herself. It was after her um, favourite uncle. My dad wasn't present at my birth anyway. You know, I think I am properly allergic to this blanket. I I have a rash. Uh, That's great,
2: Warren. That'll be all for
1: now. Okay. Can I go now? Gordon Bloody Porlock.
3: How about some fresh air? It's bloody cold outside. Kind of a blizzard, actually. Oh, is it snowing? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been this way for weeks. It's fun at first, but a bit much
1: after a while. Yeah, that's because you had no one to play with. Oh yeesh.
4: Stop all the clocks! Prevent the dog from barking with a big juicy bone. This is disconcerting. Warren fucking Godby. The man the Myth the Bellend. Hi Clive. You mm. look great. Right, games workshop. Yeah. Date this, would you? I'm oh, sure. Oh, How'd you feel?
1: Is this another test? How do you mean? How do I feel? Like physically or
4: emotionally? Uh I don't know. Small talk. Most people just say, fine, how are you? I'm fine then. Yeah, seriously though, how are you? Everything working? You all there? Give him some space, Clive. Yeah, he looks good. He's a bit pasty. Does he get vitamin D when he's down there?
3: Oh, we were just on our way outside, actually.
4: Very good. Why do you want to go outside? It's a
1: blizzard. Just just want want some fresh fresh air. air.
4: Let them go outside, Clive. Thanks. Uh, Not at all. How are you doing? Don't
1: give me that. Clive that? seems a little stressed. wait till we're outside.
3: So, I was going to ask you how you feel, but I think you've probably had enough of that for today. Maybe, yeah.
1: Look at the snow, though. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So, three months. You kept yourself busy? Oh yeah,
3: the archiving is really fascinating. You know, if you're into elaborate human rights abuses in the name of theoretical science, which apparently I am. Yeah, I bet you are. Caretaking stuff, though, I have no idea. I think they assumed I might be handy, like, uh, be able to actually look after the place or something. I thought I'd just wing it with YouTube videos. That's what I did in my flat. This isn't really like putting up a widescreen TV bracket or building a gaming PC, though. <laughs> And this weather, I mean...
1: What's the place like? I barely made it through the front door before it went all EastEnders drumroll cliffhanger ending last time, so I didn't really take much note of any of it. Oh, it's fun. Uh, there's the farmhouse where you stayed the last time you were here, you remember that?
3: Uh no. Uh, well, there's the mess room? They've got a pool table and a jukebox, like an old working men's club kind of feel. You remember that? Uh, no. Uh, they've got all these disused military bits and bobs from the Cold War when it was a, a missile tracking station, like a Situation Room with these big world maps on Perspex screens where you can move all this stuff around. It's very cool. And they've got these clocks all in a row that tell the time in different countries. You must remember that.
1: I'm just gonna nip this in the bud and assure you I don't remember any part of ever being here. Oh, sorry. I guess I'm not really sure where your brain is at. Well, my mind eggs don't seem to be any more poached than they were before.
4: Mm.
1: Uh, whatever was missing though, I, I don't think it's coming back. Oh, uh, well, uh, it could be a lot worse. I can see you are busting to tell me more about this place, aren't you?
3: Yeah, look,
1: there are these old plans
3: and blueprints from when they first built this place, and they built it over some ancient granite mine, and there are tunnels you can still go into. Well, I mean, one tunnel specifically, going right into the mountain to all these disused mine shafts. And overhead, we're going to try out putting some kind of miniature reactor down there, like a nuclear reactor, as a test to see if they could power remote outposts all over. Look. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm blabbering. I haven't had anyone to talk to about any of this. It's all right, it's all right. <laughs> Gordon, are you, are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine, <laughs> it's just been a bit solitary. But uh, I wasn't exactly in the after-work
1: five-a-side football
3: team before I got here, was I?
1: Hmm. So how is everyone else then? Are they, um, are they treating you
3: okay? Well, Pam is nice for a conscience-free cryonic scientist, and Grace is, um... A uh, wanker? Y- yeah. He keeps his nose so far up, Brian, he's just... <laughs> Well. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, apparently, things aren't going so well for Clive. I think he thought the first time you woke up, everything was going to take off and he'd make his millions. I think he made some promises he couldn't keep to the directors. His eyes bulge a bit these days. And Briany. Well, Bryony is without doubt the scariest person I have ever met. Yeah,
1: right. Relieved is how I felt, by the way. Sorry? They wanted to know how I felt after the freaking out and the headbutting way back when. When I was laid up in the bed and, and you were there. I felt relief. Do you think that's weird? I know what you
3: mean. You do? I was scared of everything. I was scared of people. Uh, Talking to people on the phone, or in person, or anywhere. The idea of calling a customer service line because my Wi-Fi had gone down, or to haggle over upgrading my phone. That would make me sweat. And then I was here and it was all gone. I don't have to worry about, well, any of that. You know, when you're on a train and it's held up and you're just stuck in the middle of a field while they get the leaves off the line or whatever and you're going to be hopelessly late and there might be awful consequences to get stressed about, but well, there's literally nothing you can do about it. It's not your fault. Hopefully you've got a book or something. You're just sitting on the train. You know, that that, that is exactly it. Only with... Uh, live-in chronic scientists studying you in your home pretending to be your spouse and prison sentences you can't remember and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Look, I don't know what you did, you know. They haven't told you? I mean, the files are here, I just didn't look. Why not? I mean, it wasn't my place.
1: So, everyone else here knows? Yeah. Is it weird that we're the only ones
3: who don't? Look, it's, it's your call. I mean, you can look, or I can look, or neither of us can look, or whatever you like.
1: You're a really good friend, Gordon. I'm really sorry you're caught up in all of this. <laughs> Should we go back inside? Do you think it's all right if I just have a minute to myself? My head's kind of banging a bit. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 sure. Here,
3: take my con. I'll grab another one. Everyone uses channel two uh, on the station. Why don't we use Channel six? Just to talk to each other? That is a great idea. <laughs> Alright, um, see you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, but she's there and
4: he's got a cool name, so is why hide, honestly? Uh, where's
3: he gone? Oh, he's just having a minute. To do what? What well, to have a minute? It's his first time outside in three months.
4: Get him back in! Clive, let him be. Since when did you get so protective over him? I was about to say the same thing to you. How do you know he isn't running for the hills right now? Oh,
3: he's not going to run. Get him
4: in, please. It's cold out there.
3: He's not a puppy.
4: Fine, let's get him indoors.
3: I think everyone's overreacting. Porlock? Well, don't I feel silly? Warren? Warren,
1: are you there? Echo 3 to Echo 7. Huh, no buddy, do you read me? Warren? That's not the line, but whatever.
3: Where did you go? Clive's throwing a shit fit.
1: I just went for a walk. I love snow. And it's been three months, I wanted to stretch my legs.
3: When are you coming back? Everyone's worried.
1: Oh, I'm sure no one is worried. Well, I'm worried. Well, thank you, Gordon. I'm not
3: for myself. He's smashed off his chair into the wall, and now he's staring at the fire extinguisher like it insulted his mother. Warren, are you still there?
1: What is that? What's what? That looks like headlights.
3: Wait, wait headlights.
1: Yeah, but up in the hill.
3: Wait, Warren, what are you talking about? What lights?
1: That's a minivan. A minivan. That's a Mazda Bongo Friendy. Oh, what?
3: Wait, what? Say that again.
1: A Mazda Bongo Friendy.
3: I think you're. Are you feeling all right? A Mazda. A Mazda? What? Like a little sports car?
1: Bongo. Bungle? Friendy. Is your
3: tongue swelling up? Is this what happened last time you were defrosted?
1: Oh, someone's getting out. I'm going to say hello. No,
3: no, 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 Warren. Turn around and come back. Come back. Stop. Would you like me to play the next entry, Aubrey?
5: I guess it's reassuring that Warren was just as. Bigger pain in the ass when he woke up 40 years ago as he is right now.
3: It is fortunate we have greater care options now than were available at that time.
5: Doesn't help Gordon though, does it? Now or then. Poor Gordon. I never gave him the credit he deserved for what he had to go through.
3: The nature of your relationship did not lend itself to sentiment.
5: (laughs) It was a strange relationship, if you can even call it that. I met him in a subreddit on cryonic preservation. What's his username? From the movie. Uh, What was it?
3: His username was John Spartan, the Sylvester Stallone character from Demolition Man.
5: Yes, so I chose Simon Phoenix, the Wesley Snipes character, so we could get talking, all the while wikipedia Demolition Man. Still haven't seen it.
3: The reviews were resoundingly average.
5: Two years of passing... the strangest information over the internet with no idea whether he could be trusted or if he was just some loser stringing me along. I didn't even know if he was truly overhead like he claimed but he was someone who took me seriously. This insane story of hypersleep and dead test subjects in a ridiculous secret research facility in the Highlands. They promised me he would blow this shit wide open. It petered out. Ben Thomas found other contacts for us to focus on. None of them came to anything. We couldn't get close enough to anyone to convince them we were telling the truth without revealing ourselves. It was impossible then. Overhead were everywhere. I didn't give Gordon any more thought.
3: But then you met in real life, here at Red Valley.
5: I never even made eye contact with him, Gord. By the time we were in the same room together, he... Well, you know what happened. I don't even know why I'm telling you any of this. You know it better than I do, better than anyone. Unclouded by guilt or shame or 40 years of twisting memories around until they're nothing like what really happened.
3: That's why we're doing this, to remember what really happened. And if the plan is successful, you'll be able to meet Gordon face-
5: One def- thing at a time, God. Brian Bryony's already testing her theory though. Or is she? Is it just Grace trying to score points, pushing a theory he doesn't even understand yet? None of them do. Warren's barely been out for five minutes. He must have been drugged up to his eyeballs. I'm surprised he could talk. But then, he is surprising, isn't he? We break.
3: We can commence the next entry when you return.
5: No, let it run. I'll only be a minute.
3: What if you miss something?
5: I won't. I remember the next part just fine.
0: Red Valley was written by Jonathan Williams and directed by Alan Mandel. All music and editing by Richard Orpheus Campbell with sound design by Alexander Broad and Richard Orpheus Campbell. Carol Pestridge was assistant director. Performances by Jonathan Williams as Warren Godby Alan Mandel as Gordon Porlock, Mae Cunningham as Bryony Halbeck, Alexander Broad as Clive Schill, Rachel Fowler as Pamela Jennings, Dayon Broney as De Gracious Mele, Tash Reith Banks as Aubrey Wood, and Susan Hingley as Hester Hiyashi. With Alan Mandel as Gord, and Natalie Day as Blue Sky. Thanks for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: Graham Shapiro is a decent man.
0: Gideon Media's hit sci-fi thriller Give Me Away returns. There's a lot of people screaming in that prison right now.
5: So scream me. Just know up front I'm going to have input.
1: What
4: happened? Are you all right? Dad. Tell us everything. It seems like you want to scare us into thinking you're going to let us starve. But should your treatment of us ever cause this decent man to let me off the
1: leash again? Anything is possible.
5: Give Me Away Season 2, starting April 11th.